This is Facing Fentanyl. Interviews with actual users. That was my first encounter with fentanyl. Their experiences. My nose was to the sheer wheel that I could barely stay awake. But most importantly, the lessons leading them out to the only person in that picture that's still alive today. Where they can speak of what it is to be facing fentanyl. The following interviews depict substance use and mental health disorders, including abuse, depression, suicide, and trauma. If you or someone you know are suffering from these disorders, we recommend reaching out to the National Prevention Lifeline at suicidepreventionlifeline.org or the National Alliance on Mental Health at nami.org. That's N-A-M-I.org. Listener discretion is advised. We'd like to thank our sponsor, La Jolla Recovery, before getting back to our interview. La Jolla Recovery is an alcohol and drug treatment center in San Diego, providing evidence-based solutions to addiction for over 12 years. The pandemic has impacted mental health immensely, and if you're wondering whether a loved one or yourself might be using a substance beyond recreation or fun or social bonding, La Jolla Recovery wants to answer all your questions in a private and confidential manner at LaJollaRecovery.com. That's L-A-J-O-L-L-A Recovery.com. That's again L-A-J-O-L-L-A Recovery.com. Now back to our interview. And when, when, when did the confrontation begin? At the beginning, it's like, hey, you're not you, you're being angry. Probably, I, I maintained for probably two and a half years. And then it, it started to weigh on the what? It was mostly after the pills. So eventually, I was working uh, in Wyoming for summer, three weeks there, one week back. So I would have to buy enough pills to last two weeks in Power Wyoming so I wouldn't get sick. This is a lot of management. You're like scheduling, this is like project management yeah. to just be able to to go on a day-to-day big guy that I was buying from he was like, dude, I can't get this many pills anymore. Like I really don't want to do this because you're supporting my heroin habit, but I have heroin and it's cheaper mm-hmm. and the uh, better, all that. But here's not somebody who cares about your well-being. They're like, I think you're the right candidate for. Yeah. And what, what, how did your mind respond to that? You're, I, I, something tells me you're like resistant or you're so safe that you're like open to it. You're like, but the first time is not ID. The first time is, you're like, it's all good. And it's on foil. Yeah. Foil. Put all aluminum yeah. Not a sandwich. <laughs> and how, how was that experience? Uh, I, I don't even know. It was just overwhelming. I mean, yeah, that's the thing with heroin and prescription drugs. Yeah. It's just... It's like the same high, it's the same thing. So for somebody who doesn't understand it, it's like just different vehicle, yeah, but pure. Fine. Which like a lot of just people are like, oh my gosh, now but they're taking a bunch of pills and stuff. But really, it's just same thing. But at that time, you're like, you have to take expenses into account. So you are kind of going like, well, this is good. I don't have to yeah. beat around the virtual yeah. mud. My job, I'm two days to Wyoming, so just whatever you got. But the impact, is it starts being stronger or has your body developed resistance by then? Yeah, your body develops resistance by then. But you notice it and you're like, no more going back to pill after yeah, the smoke. Yeah, it's so progressive, which is... 
how is the step from smoking to eating? I'm not trying to, like, I don't want to glorify drugs or anything, but it, it is, it's a lot more intense and euphoric. Yeah. I mean, it goes directly into the bloodstream. It, it, makes, it, it, it's, it makes a lot of sense. From a chemical standpoint, it's, it, it, it goes right into your receptors, straight into the brain. And by that time, you're not only dealing with age 17 and the accident, but all of those years accumulated of I'm sure it's it's not a life that's that's what you dreamed of or fulfilling. You're like just surviving day by day. Yeah, just just the hustle day by day, trying. It is no. it is so stressful. So it's almost like you're 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 also managing your own stress. We're like self medicating Yeah, and you'll like do you'll do anything any for you know, like anything illegal just whatever you can do and then that changes also like your 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 peers right once you start going into opiates that's a yet from prescriptions to opiates would you say that it changes your group and the lifestyle uh, even more sure. yeah definitely. so that they kind of looking around and being like who are all these people around me why am i hanging out with these people but you don't need to think about that once you're once you're using i mean I still did. It was you still, still did. You like George? Wow! How did I get here? This is not where I'm supposed to be. Now we're, we're laughing, but I'm sure, like back then, it's like it's a really scary place to be. Yeah. You're a young kid who had so much going for, and how you got there is almost like a pinball machine thing. Yeah. And at this time, and you still have a job. Yeah. So yeah. may it be clear that not lazy. Yeah. Probably have to do a little bit more than eat the person that's working but it's like you're, you're trying to satisfy your body. At this time, I, uh, my dad ended up having a surgery and then all of a sudden he's asking me for pills. Oh gosh. And so there was a time where me and it was just really bad. Like, and I needed money. So I'm like, of course, yeah, I'll, I'll get you some, mm -hmm. no big deal. Then it got to a point where I was just like, like I was so down bad and struggling. I was just like, yeah, I cannot, you do not want to do this. Like, were you seeing him kind of going in the journey that you were? He drinks a lot. Mm. Did you grow up with that? Um, yeah. Um, he's always drank. Uh, it was never really an issue. He's like a functioning following. Okay. Like, so it's just strong. Strong work ethic. Yeah, yeah. But looking back on it, would you say that the drinking affected is is his presence? Yeah, for sure, definitely. It's really it's really cool. Now me and him have been going through this sober journey together. That's amazing. His one year is today. Is today? Yeah, today. And what I I I feel lucky to to be sharing this this story of inspiration. Yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, he. Thank you for sharing this with with us. Yeah, for sure. He uh. He, I never thought he would stop drinking, but uh, it's kind of weird how like my physical health, my accident started my drug use, and his health ended. He had like a beautiful mind stuff for drinking, and that's what pro. Having to stop it, it's been a great year. This year, being sober and being present, which had one. That's amazing, and it's, I'm, I'm so glad that we're. We're talking about that because you know it's not a linear path 
and for some reason you're, you're touching about something that was probably very complicated, super dark, you're like uh, son and dad yeah, in addiction, and yet there's an awareness of like, you don't want, you know, like, you'll take on the pain, but you don't want your dad to be in that pain. Yeah, and it was also like, uh, my... Was he aware of your, was he aware of your yeah. opiate use? Yeah, he was. And, uh, and I'm already a screw-up kid at the time, mm. and like... That must be also heavy. My mom didn't know about my dad, and like pills go missing, anything goes missing. Like, You're like... And it's, it, it's I get the blame, like, you know? And oh. I get it. I totally get it because usually I am to blame, but it was just, it was just one of those That's things. Sometimes, sometimes it really wasn't me and I would just have to sit And you take the heat. Wow. Here's the son taking the heat for the, for the dad hit your bulky ball. And, and here you are from the changed identity, how, how you're dealing with the change of identity of the football player and now the black shape of family. Yeah. How, how's that trying to the contrast? Um, it was just something, my whole world was just flipped upside down. I was like, like I said, I was the youngest. I was a star athlete. I was, uh, was great, doing great in school. Well, I mean, it would have just turned completely around after that. So now, now you're... When was the introduction to fentanyl? Um, when I moved... Did you start hearing about fentanyl already? Um... Or is it the drug dealer that does the marketing? Yeah, it was like right when it was first starting to come out, on honestly, it was... Uh, I mean, I knew it was big in the East Coast, uh -huh. but it, it started making its way here. And what did you hear about? Uh, well, from selling it, obviously they're trying to hype it up and say it's all great and everything. Do you, is there, so, was there a part of you you've gone like, you're used to lie, so you kind of, do you get, yeah. do you yeah. start questioning, you know why? Yeah. Do you kind of know why? Yeah. Or are you, is there a part of you of going like, I'm looking forward to trying this? Um, I'll be honest, at the time, yeah, I was looking forward to trying it. Definitely. Okay. And? Which is really sick and twisted. Now, thinking about it now, like, how many people I know that aren't here now because of it. And, the, and so it was your dealer who said, "Hey, I got, I got a new product." Yeah. Just like he did with Aaron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where? How did he? How did he pitch it? Uh, he was just like, "Hey, I got this stuff. It's a lot stronger. It's better." Um, and you're like, "Try it." Yes, because you're starting to get sick and sicker yeah. every time. Yeah, exactly. And what was the experience again? This podcast continues in the next episode. This is facing fentanyl. fentanyl.